forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell, to tell on, the on the Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, ghosts, scary thoughts, <laughs> dreaming, um, pictures, camp, campfires, mm-hmm. and um, horses walking around on their hind legs. <laughs> the scariest thing that anyone can imagine really oh yeah there's just too too much struggle i know the weight of it doesn't make sense. although i guess it's like when you think too hard about people standing up that also is troubling to look at i know well that's why we are that's why monogamy happens because our our arms we have to carry the baby <laughs> uh, bail guys bail bail. Um, bail 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 um this is a primarily comedy podcast andrew and i are good friends and comedians something yes, and um it's one of those bantery podcasts so if you're looking for an informational podcast about frights and horrors um it, the, i w- would love that for you just know that that's not here right um I, the last thing i want is for people going to the hardware store for orange juice this exactly yeah you if can't... you're looking to how to make your bee sting hurt don't read a Nora Ephron book you know it's like just <laughs> pick carefully Pick carefully, Beasting nor Efron Orange Hardware Store. <laughs> it's about ghosts, but it's it's two scared people who like to laugh and are often frighted. That is a perfect way of putting it, Anna. Yeah. Um, how's your weekend been? My weekend has been okay. Uh, I mostly, as we've discussed in the podcast, I'm working on uh, New York time on mm. while living in LA, and I just simply refuse to plan for that so i've been mostly just sleeping <laughs> i'm an actual teen oh um, actual teen and a dresden did a lot of sleep um we actually yesterday we went to the dog beach with our dog oh that's so nice and there are dogs there and it's also a beach so it was absolutely filthy and disgusting oh for sure just dogs pissing and shitting and poop galore playing it was i it was one of those dirty experiences where you're like i'll just shower when i get home and then I got yeah. home and like wanted to lie down on the couch and Jason had to be like, let's take the shower that we said we would. And I was like, yes, but don't you understand that I am now dry? <laughs> if you're dry, you're you're clean. That's um, the rule. That is the rule. But we had a great time. We saw a lot of really good dogs. Ladybird tolerated it. Um, it was good. How's your weekend? Um, It's been just fine. I've uh, gotten a lot of writing and cooking done, which was necessary because I've been putting some stuff off. And um, oh, and then we, uh, through the magic of the internet, uh, Anna and uh, some other friends in our, of ours watched Clash of the Titans this weekend, which was very fun. We did. I fell asleep about <laughs> immediately. It's so wild. So Clash of the Titans is like a Ray Harryhausen production who's an amazing stop motion um uh, animator, I guess one would call the special effects person. Um, and it's just like too late for that type of special effects, but I find it very charming. And I loved this movie as a kid. It's all like sword and sandal monster movie, but I forgot in watching it now, how much of it is just very slow plotting exposition and like five scenes with monsters. (laughs) 
it's way fewer monsters than you think and mostly like um marital intrigue yeah and maggie smith like being painted as a villain while like simply being reasonable right right um yeah, she's it, in it it's great it really yeah Lawrence olivier is zeus it's it is fully wild although yeah truly watching it this time medusa very much on medusa's side in this whole situation i uh, you gotta believe i fell asleep before she showed oh, up yeah. but um I'm, i gotta go back it's on netflix it's on netflix i would just fast forward to the medusa scene which is like amazingly tense and really spectacular but you can't just go to someone's island cut their head off and then and then just use it for your own mission i don't yeah, know yeah that's rude a lot that of greek myths are is just being rude <laughs> greek heroes are rude they're that, really rude. That is canon. Odysseus, rude. 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 And have you noticed that every monster in Greek mythology is like, it's a woman who thought she was great, so she got turned into the worst looking thing imaginable. <laughs> this woman felt good about a, 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 a sandwich she made that turned out to be good. Right. So now she's a cow made out of barf. Anyway. And that's why a- I wear big t-shirts now. <laughs> this is a socially woke podcast about Greek mythology. Yeah, we're dunking on we're canceling your ass, Homer. Your ass is canceled by us. <laughs> Perseus, we are coming for you, Henry. Oh my god. Did you see that tweet that was a picture of the Perseus statue? No. Oh, I'm gonna send it to you right now. It's very important for you to see this. Um, oh, I can't wait. And when I saw it, I need you to believe that I thought of you. Ooh. Um, <laughs> typing it in, and the first thing that comes up is Perseus statue thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interest peaked. Let me thick people can be canceled so too and funny. should be held responsible for their actions, but also Perseus thickness statue. cannot be denied. Okay, I just sent it to you. Yes. And I need you okay. to read it while you're it's reading opening, it. It's opening. Read it out loud. While you're <laughs> <reading>. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh my. Okay. This is from at yeasting underscore Lao Tzu. Twitter. This is Perseus, right? How did he manage to approach Medusa with the clap of those ass cheeks? Six question marks. This is. Describe the photo. Okay. This is a man with who has surgically implanted two honey baked hams. <laughs> Into his butt, and they are they. I cannot. I cannot. They are simply be- globes, and he he's got the folds on his lower back that girls who do get real butt implants have. Yes, like his body is bursting with the ass. He is I- holding Medusa's head. It's someone has taken a photo of a statue that is in, um, I think it's some in museum, some Lawrence or something. Yeah, the Institute of Thirstnology. Like I don't know what. <laughs> I hope this isn't altered in any way. I don't, it doesn't appear to be. Oh, no, wait. Okay. There is the original. Okay. The original, his, his, his butt is smaller, but still, but still big. I prefer the, I prefer the thick one though. I'll say it. Wow. I mean, this would change. This would have changed Clash of the Titans tremendously. Truthfully. Wow. Thank you for sending that, Anna. Oh, anytime. I love that it was fake, but I needed um <laughs> I needed you to see it. 
Um, it does have the Facetune blurring around it. I should have known. It's okay. I mean, I I already know what sort of old person I'm going to be based on how often I fall for face tuning. Oh God, like, we're screwed. Like, I, yeah, I'm hopeless with deep fakes for sure. Oh, we're like, just bring it all on. End it all. <laughs> so it is a summertime series that Anne and I are doing within the larger narrative of our podcast where we are reading true campfire stories that you, our gentle listeners, have sent us. And boy, oh boy, it is another one of those episodes, baby. It's happening. Um, We are reading um, things that you guys sent to us that are scary. Mm -hmm. And you're going to like it. Anna, I've got one here. Are we cool with me going first? Yes. This one is chilling. Okay. Yes. I I cannot tell you the subject of it because it would give it away. Needless to say, the subject of this email, I gravitated straight towards it. I'll tell you the subject after I read the story. Okay. Uh, so, okay. so this is from Kevin. Hey, y'all. Just started listening to the pod and had to share one of my mom's ghost stories. When my mom was in college, her grandmother died. My mom was still living with her mother in Springfield, Massachusetts. And one night soon after the death, they both had the same dream about her grandmother coming back, complete mm. with details about what she wore and what she said. During this time, my mom was teaching a dance class to underprivileged kids, and her and her friend slash fellow teacher drove a kid home from practice one day. They stayed for a while to have coffee with the kid's mother. My mother went to the kitchen to get a glass of water, and the woman followed her in. They were chatting when the woman offhandedly told my mother, I know about the dream. (gasps) My mother responded, what are you talking about? The woman said again, I know that you and your mother had the same dream about your grandmother last night. It could have been the friend that mentioned it, which would have been a stupid end to this little story. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't end there. My mom rejoined the woman and her friend in the living room to continue chatting and drinking coffee. The woman began telling some story, the detail of which my mother does not remember. But my mom noticed that the woman appeared to be aging in front of her eyes. This woman's face was changing from that of a mid-30s young mother to an old woman over the course of a few minutes. No. All the while, my mother and her friend felt as though they couldn't move. Oh. This is... It truly chills all over. Uh, She says she felt as though she was in the presence of intense evil. After a few minutes, whatever hold was on them broke. And my mom and her friend made up an excuse to rush out of the home. As they got to their car, they looked at each other. My mom said, did you? Her friend said, notice. My mom said, she got. Her friend said, older? They nodded, got in the car, and didn't speak about it the whole ride home. Yeah. She has some other eerie stories, particularly about a house they lived in before I was born, in which my brother who lived in the attic bedroom as an infant would tell my parents about the nice old lady who would tuck him in at night. (gasps) No, 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 no. Or that there was a particular doorway that smelled like my mom's grandmother's perfume when you walked through it. Oh, boy. Anyway, hope this was spooky enough for y'all. Kevin. 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 That was plenty spooky. I. This is such a. This is such a micro genre of scary story that I love. The rapidly aging person. Oh, and the. You never hear scary stories like that. 
the subject line. Yeah. Oh, Can you read boy. it? Again? Yes. Um, subject line is mom saw a woman age 50 years in front of her. <laughs> it gives Which it. I- it's I good. was sure. I was like, oh, this is going to be a, a about a dream her mother had about sort of a sleep paralysis demon that turns fifth, like ages 50 years. Not so. I can't. This is very – the concept of that. Oh, yeah. When your friend also sees a scary thing, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean it also could just be sometimes <laughs> – Sometimes when I'm telling a story and I realize it's boring, I also feel like I aged 50 years because I'm like, oh, God, I can't get out of how boring oh the, God, my own story I'm, is. I'm hell. <laughs> I am hell. I oh, my God. Thank you for this story. Kevin, um, thank you. Man, I've been dropped at so many people's houses. Um, <laughs> I just I didn't drive until never. <laughs> and there's something scary about like being in someone else's house for a little um, bit, you know, right? Especially when you're when you're caught in a conversation that there's no way out of. Yes, I find that oh. pretty creepy. I know when about the dream. To, Watch me went, get old. <laughs> that yeah, just marry me, then we can we'll make that happen real easy. This um, must be what it's like for men on dating apps when a woman turns thirty. She just goes through <laughs> that process. It's immediately not interested. That is kind of the um the like succubi thing, right? Which is like it's a beautiful woman you have sex with in your sleep, but then as soon as you finish having sex, she's like an old crone, and that yeah. feels indicative of a lot of um, bad takes. I think it's good. I think it's good to be like women should be hot. I don't think there's <laughs> anything bad about that because then the women are hot, and that's nice. I have. I will say this. I feel like for me, the hottest person is a hot person who has something ugly about them, you know? Oh yeah. Like if it's, if I feel totally alienated from people who are just 100% hot, it almost is like, it's like, it's like looking at wax fruit. It's like, sure, this is fine, but it's not, I can't, there's nothing to be done with it. Yeah. Be wrong a little. Yeah. Let me, let me feel good. (laughs) yeah i know what you mean i definitely have spent some time looking at a face and thought well congrats um i'm out i'm out you know give me a little gap tooth or like a a knife through the head (laughs) something a little quirky do you ever have the feel like i'm always shocked when i see pictures of hot people prior to like 1950 you like that they weren't as hot then? I'm no, I'm I'm just shocked that anyone could be hot prior to. I don't oh know, yeah, like dry shampoo. I don't know. Like I don't know. <laughs> it just is. Well, you just had to pay the right man to give you the right shape eyebrows, and then it was like hubba hubba. <laughs> Although I will say, I spent some time looking at a GIF of Marilyn Monroe recently, and was like, she's so pretty, which was then a stupid thought because of course she pretty. Right. Yeah, she's – but again, like she – like money can make you hotter for sure, you know? Yeah, I just think like back – like when I hear about things – like in Shakespeare when characters are described as beautiful, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they probably just were rich and had like the right – like people would pluck their hairline to look a certain way. I know. Um, And like just having a flat hairline was like – 
congrats, you're a movie star. Like, yeah. I think fitting into certain categories was more important back then, which was bad. But then also it's like, ugh, now you just have to be hot. <laughs> I My big insight into, like, like, reading Charles Dickens when he's describing attractive people, it's always like a, like a, um, an, an exquisite corpse of weird qualities that I'm always like in multiple Charles Dickens books, he describes a, like a beautiful woman as having a fat little mouth. <laughs> oh my God. Ew. Like, which is like, I don't even know the cut, like combining fat and little and then applying it to a mouth. Like I can't even visualize that. Oh yeah. It's a lot. Wait, can you just describe for people who don't know what it is, the exquisite corpse? Oh, yes. I just Googled it because I'm a coward. I know oh, no. I promised I would never Google anything ever again. But. I'm so sorry. Uh, exquisite corpse. This is because I am from, I'm an 18th century uh, dandy, I guess. Exquisite corpse is like a party game you play where um, there's a sheet of paper and you fold it so you can only see one section and like one person draws the feet of a thing and then the next person without seeing the feet draws the legs and the next person draws like the torso and the head and the hair. And then by the end, it's like you look at this picture that everyone's made and everyone laughs at how like silly or beautiful it is. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at some right now. It's pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, it is games were just spookier back then. There's no getting around it. Oh, yeah. I wonder where the name Exquisite Corpse came from. Uh, yeah, I wonder, too. It's French. It comes from a French term, and it, this feels like the most French thing you would do. They're after, just cookie like, Right. If you're wearing a corset and you've had 40 cups of coffee and you have no responsibilities, you make up yeah. this game. This is what you're doing, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for yeah, this thanks, Kevin. scare tale. Yeah, and please feel free to send some some more of your mom's ghost stories. I love when a parent has multiple ghost stories. Oh, yeah. You simply gotta. You gotta. Okay, I have my story. Are you ready? Great. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, So this is from a listener named Jesse Shaman. I think I'm saying that right. Hey, I'm Jesse. a kiss ass. I need to be right. Please let me be right. But also... <laughs> Just know that I tried to be. I'll say it again. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name, but um, just know that I try so hard and I need to be right. So if I'm wrong, don't correct me. Um, okay. Jesse, uh, the, <laughs> the subject line is camp scaries plus possibly cursed image. Great. Always love that. Hi. Okay. Hi, Anna and Andrew. I'm a big fan of the pod and I love the new camp theme. I dabbled in many day camps and Girl Scout overnights before ending up at an overnight camp in New Hampshire. Parentheses. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Where I spent 10 summers as a camper and then staff. Oddly enough, scary stories weren't really a part of the culture there. Whoa. Weird. Ooh. But I do have two stories. One that was told to me at a Girl Scout overnight and I later retold to my own campers. And one real life event for my camp counselor days that was scary. Story one. For context, this story was told to me when I was eight and I was in a sleeping bag just on the linoleum in a big rec room for this Girl Scout overnight. That's cute. At a certain point, you're too young to camp outside and they just put you on the floor. (laughs) My friends and I were on our way to Six Flags. It was going to be around a two hour drive, but we hit the road and were super excited. We were on the highway blasting music and eating car snacks when we realized we needed gas. Suddenly, 
There was a rest stop with a gas station just up ahead. My friend stayed in the car while I got out to fill up the tank. About halfway through filling up the tank, this wiry old man pulled up next to, to, pulled up to the pump next to me. He had a long white beard, no shirt, and rainbow suspenders. The weirdest part was he didn't have a car. He just had a bicycle. No motor of any kind. Andrew, this is you. It is, yeah. <laughs> he stood at the pump and smiled at me, and I smiled back to be polite. As soon as the tank was full, I jumped back in the car and got out of there. I was creeped out, but I just wanted to forget about him and have a fun day with my friends. I pulled back onto the highway and turned up the music again. My friends and I were all singing along when suddenly the man in the suspenders sped past us. <gasps> it was deeply disconcerting. He was on a bicycle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and keeping in mind, this is this is told in the first person, but it is, in fact, a fake story that was told to her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had been, I thought I had been going at appropriate speed for the highway, but I sped up. I passed him pretty p- quickly, but I was shaken. I had only had my license for a few months, and that guy had a weird vibe. A little while later, as we were crossing the state line, the old man passed us again. This time, he even waved at me. I figured the speedometer was broken, so I went even faster. My friends had to tell me to slow down, but I wouldn't listen. I kept my foot on the gas, and soon enough, I had passed him again. Though as I passed him, it looked like he was trying to say something to me. My friends tried to reassure me, saying that he must have had must have a sneaky motor or something. <laughs> hey, raise your hand if you have a sneaky motor or something. Sneaky motor is the sequel to Peaky Blinders. <laughs> That's when cars get invented. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um. But I knew he didn't. The whole thing was so creepy, but also made me so mad. It was like he was taunting me. <laughs> this is funny. Oh. I kept speeding down the hi- highway while my friends tried to take my mind off of him. I was just beginning to calm down when he sped by again, waving and shouting. I hope this is the whole story for three hours. I, I could just keep doing it. I really could. She's, she's driving 4,000 miles an hour. And he still <laughs> I sped up, practically putting the pedal to the floor and passed him. I was totally freaked out, but my friends managed to convince me to pull over and let him pass for good. I pulled onto the shoulder and took some deep breaths. My friends passed me a water bottle and I took a few sips. I nearly spit it out. (laughs) The old man passed us again, (laughs) but this time (laughs) speeding backward. (laughs) A minute or so later, he sped past us going forward again. It was all too much, so I put my head on the steering wheel and took some more breaths. <laughs> Back and forth he went until <laughs> he stopped right behind us, got off the bike, and knocked on the window. I had no choice. I rolled the window down. He leaned down and shouted, My suspenders were caught on your bumper! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this is a good that's a good campfire story 
This is a campfire joke. It's a I good love campfire this. joke. This is wow. really good. That that belongs in the end section of Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's Scary Stories Still in the Dark funny scary story section. It really does. This is exquisite and not a corpse. This wow, truly, this is a better story than most of the shows that I've watched in quarantine. That's um, really good. That's a oh great, my god. Yeah, that's great. Jason, boyfriend of the podcast, is laughing at this story because it's wonderful, and also he's a car boy, so yeah. um, he he relates. Classic Whenever a story boy. has a car in it, he's like, yeah, okay, yeah. That's <laughs> I think he yeah. might be a car. That's how Chris is about <laughs> space shuttles. <laughs> we, you and I, married vehicle, or we're we're in relationships with vehicles, and this is how our listeners figure that out. They're both. <laughs> They're both secretly vehicles. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He only ever wants to go to this one restaurant. It's called Arco. But um, he says it's better. He's really um, his, he no. has a glove compartment. It's really- <laughs> I know. And Andrew, you had to get two different science degrees to marry <laughs> Just to Chris. get near him. I know. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, okay. Then there's one more story in this, great. which is just wonderful. Thank you, Jesse. Okay. Story two, it was late in this, and this is a true story. This is something that did happen as far as we are to understand. Um, It was late in the summer of my first year as a counselor. I was in a cabin with some of the youngest campers, eight to 10, and there was one camper who had night terrors. We were already a week into the session, so we knew what to expect with her. In the night, she would start moaning. If we went, if we quickly went back to the bunk beds and gently shook her, she would go back to sleep normally. If we weren't fast enough, the moan would turn into a full-fledged, endless scream. (laughs) Oh, my God. Camp is the craziest concept. You send your screaming, moaning child (laughs) to to be shaken by teens in the woods. It was too much. Children, oh, my God. It was my night off, and I got back to the cabin around midnight. My co-counselor, Laura, was one of my best friends, and she was still awake when I got back. So I sat on her bed, and we whispered about my night off. The counselor area was separated from the camper area by a thin wall, which was at the head of Laura's bed. We had privacy when changing, but the roof was pitched and the wall was flat, leaving a big triangle of no wall so we could hear the campers pretty clearly. As we whispered, we started to hear the faint moan. I told Laura I would handle it, took my flashlight, and went back to the camper area. Brave. The moan was quickly getting louder. Laura, now alone in the dark except for the moonlight, looked up directly above her. Leaning over the wall was our camper. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Her eyes were wide open and her head and hands dangled down as she continued moaning. Sorry, that camper's got to go to hell. I hate to break it to them. I hate to break it to, to them. Shot. <laughs> Somebody shoot the camper. Oh my god! No. <laughs> Laura nearly screamed. Nearly. What? Laura, if there's a time for screaming, it's now. <laughs> I got to the camper side and saw her toes still barely on the top bunk as she leaned over the wall. No. I climbed up the ladder and tried to gently wake her without her tipping fully off the bed. Laura, in an amazing act of nighttime bravery, yep. came around and helped me. We woke her up enough so that she stopped moaning and could climb down. 
Luckily, we had an extra bottom bunk open, so we moved her into that, and she went back to sleep. The next morning, she had no memory of any of it. That kid's got to get shot straight into the sun. I'm sorry. It needs to be absolutely drowned a (laughs) hundred times. And, you know... Life is precious, but we life, we have to draw the line somewhere. All life is precious except for this camper. Um, <laughs> campers are too much. If your kid does weird shit at night, they should just get to not go to camp. Or like, just have there be a special camp for thrill-seeking teens who want to be counselors for scary kids. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like horror camp. Um, oh. And it's all scary kids. And scary counselors kid are camp. camper or like, well, I guess they'd be disappointed most of the time. But like. Man, can you, uh, I guess mm, we're not parents, so we can't say it, but I'm like, I can't right. imagine dropping my kid who does creepy shit like that, I know. especially when they're not in their own element. They just, that's the ugh. thing I, I, I'm, I know I've mentioned on the pod before that like I had told like all these scary stories or ghost stories about my niece's nephews who like used to see ghosts or at the very least have, um, rich imaginations of invisible friends who had lush backstories. <laughs> Yeah. matched up with history um yes. <laughs> but when when chris came with me to go visit my my brother and my sister-in-law and their kids it was the first family of mine he was meeting and he'd, he'd heard all these stories and i think he was half expecting like well some of these have to have been embellished or something like that and when we got there and we were going to bed uh my sister-in-law was like oh her her son my nephew is sleepwalking lately and so if you wake up and he's standing in your room he might say something creepy and then and then she was like like i woke up yesterday and um she turned to him and was like what did you say to me when you were standing in my room and my nephew turns and it was like four years old and just said so offhand oh um waves and waves of blood <laughs> which it's really i knew chris was in it for good when he was like okay sounds good thank you <laughs> Oh my waves and waves of how dare you. My You're niece and nephews continue to be such a gift. We couldn't have been better matched for each other. It really is very grateful to be their uncle. <laughs> Perfect children. That's so exciting. Oh my God. Wow. Um oh, but so Jesse ends this email with another little treat for us. Yes. Um, in the most recent episode I listened to, Andrew floated the idea of a Stephen Gamble style portrait of Ladybird, which was scary to Anna. <laughs> I made it. I'm sorry. I put it on the second page of this is so considerate. I put it on the second page of a PBS PDF of a PBS of a PDF. So hopefully there won't be a preview of it if you don't want to see it. Wow. There are no drips or roots or severed things, so it definitely is gamma light. But if you decide not to view it, I respect that decision. Thank you for all the stories. As an avid reader of the Wikipedia pages of scary movies, this podcast <laughs> is a dream come true. I hope you stay safe from soups and other scaries, Jesse. <laughs> And then Jesse made a PDF where the first page is just an emoticon smiley face, yes. colon, close parentheses, and the top left corner, which is very funny, <laughs> which I thought that was the drawing of Lady Bird, which I, that was I very, would love a that funny too. joke. But dear listener, when I say this is one of my favorite things. It is it is perfect rendering of Lady Bird. It captures her essence. She's thick and rolly, but also fuzzy, but also a lizard, but also very bird-like. Um, it, it is so. It is Ladybird walking around her palatial mansion at night, and she has just heard a creak on the far end of the hallway. It, the expression is so perfect. Yeah. This, in fact, was um, Ladybird looking at me while I was watching My So-Called Life um, <laughs> last year, and my legs are in the drawing, but 
it's so it's based on a picture mm-hmm. um and my legs in the drawing are have now been made into scary hills which is great which is nice and then there's three scary trees behind ladybird and it's nighttime it's in the woods we love we're gonna we're gonna share it on our on our socials because it's so great jesse thank you so much for the stories and the artwork Thank you for the stories and the art. You just you did our whole damn job for us. And it's we've really been, nice. We've been getting some we've been getting some fan art, which gosh, just means the world to Anna and I. And there's there have been some really fun ones. Um there was one based on uh Oh, this was also Jesse Shaman. She's done multiple things. The the line, this Kroger was the site of a pirate massacre. <laughs> Which is on our Insta. So, Jesse, thank you. Thank you for being our primary purveyor of uh, excellent fan art. Thank you for these gifts. Um, Yeah, if you guys want to make two very, very tired people very happy, (laughs) you can make us some some fan art. Man, these were all, again, really good. Love having having, um, a true scary story. A uh, a fun campfire story, and then a true scary story to bookend it. Really ideal uh, layout. And to bookend the whole thing, Ladybird just started barking in her sleep. <gasps> she the noise her the barking she makes in her sleep is such a it's like a, a Super Nintendo era dog sound where it kind yeah. of sounds like it's being made on a synth. Yeah, it's like um. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, because her mouth is completely closed. And when Ladybird makes that noise, it's time for us to share what the spooky thing that happened to us this week was. That's true. Um, Andrew, do you have a spooky thing? I do. And it is also image related. And I will share this to our Insta as well because it really cracked oh, me God. up. Uh, so this is yet another entry into the rich backstory that uh, I have with the Warren brothers. Oh, who boy. Are, who are, you know, my some of my oldest friends and a uh, second family to me. They are the brothers <laughs> of the pod. They are the, they are the brothers of the pod. Yes. Um, and so I think I mentioned before that um, Mrs. Warren was an artist an incredibly talented one. And like, I think when I knew I was going to get along very well with them, I had been taken over to introduce myself when we moved in and they had a huge, like eight foot tall paper mache Frankenstein in their foyer uh, that Mrs. Warren had made. And she had, she's, she had like made these, she had one that was a witch too, and a Santa Claus. And then she made these things called screamers, which were oh. like little goblins that were about three or four feet tall that like look funny, but they'd be around the house. So around Halloween, we would always like make Halloween decorations, but I'm not talking like, you know, cobwebs and cardboard skeletons. We would like do a whole hog. We made like a really scary mummy and one year, probably too late in in the development of one's childhood, I think I was well into high school at the time, uh, we decided to make like a very scary looking scarecrow, uh, the Warren Brothers and I with Mrs. Warren's help. And because of her uh, expertise, it was so much scarier than it ever should have been. <laughs> oh. And we made it too strong. We like – it was like – we we created like a skeleton of it out of sticks and things. And it was just, the sticks were too strong. We like held it together too well. It looked like if it were to be brought to life, it could do some real damage. And <laughs> even though all of us were teens, we were terrified of it. 
Um, so over the years, you know, I don't, I, I think the scarecrow like kind of fell to rack and ruin, but uh, they kept the head. <laughs> and oh god! And uh, today, the Warren brothers sent me a picture of the head. I guess they were going through some things, and Anna, I will send it to you. It is the Please. most chilling thing imaginable. And this is what it looked like back at, back then. This is not just normal wear and tear. I'm sending it to you. Please. Oh, God. Isn't <gasps> that terrifying? Oh, my God. I need to get... Is that cloth? It's what is so, yeah. Again? we. I think we took... So we took like... Um, <laughs> Uh, there's also a Jar Jar Binks mask. Like the there, I do have to say, immediately behind it is a folded <laughs> in half Jar Jar Binks where <laughs> the middle of its head is just truncated. So his his <laughs> eye is touching his nose. Yes. He looks thrilled to be included. Yeah, he's just happy to be there. They made friends. <laughs> but I think we made it. We, uh, we took like a styrofoam wig head. And then we built up the, like cheekbones and eye cavities with clay. And then we covered it, I think, in burlap, and then yeah. and then I think Mrs. Warren then painted it to kind of did um kind of did some contouring, I would say. She uh, definitely did. Yeah, and it just it like <laughs> it's just such a good scary Halloween decoration, and it uh, Mrs. Warren was truly like such an amazing artist and like an amazing friend's mom to have, you know, just like. Someone with killer skills who would uh, indulge our weird, like, again, for for some teenage boys to be like, we're going to make a scarecrow for Halloween and to have a mom not be like, you all need to start dating people. (laughs) It's good. This is how you keep your sons pure is have them love Halloween in a genuine way and not like because you can shaving cream a a penis (laughs) onto the driveway. Like it's because you get to make arts and crafts that then scare you. Exactly. I and love that you made it and then were scared by it. Oh, yeah. I, that would happen pretty frequently. I, I, I remember multiple times us making a decoration or a drawing that then scared us and we couldn't look at. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh, no, God yeah, Jimmy bless the Warrens. Uh, and the text that accompanied it was, found the head of our scarecrow. It still haunts me. So does Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> they should put Jar Jar's mask over the scarecrow. I know. And then film them taking the Jar Jar mask off to reveal that yeah. underneath. That's and that's just one of masks. many. Yeah. That's sex for masks. <laughs> and you know what? It is month four of quarantine. So I think that we're there. true. I think we're there. Uh, so that is my that is my spooky thing that happened this week, but oh, also Andrew, a warm that's memory. Wonderful! Oh, thank God. Um, good. What was my spooky thing? I don't know. I mean, my spooky thing is usually just like the um, absolute bone field of Lacroix cans in our um, <laughs> recycling will then shift, and then me and Lady Bird will both go huh at the same time. <laughs> Um, that's like, that's about a hundred times a day that'll happen. Um, cans should make less scary sounds. I'll say it. Cans should be less, should make less scary sounds. And this is what we have been calling our Congress people to, to absolutely demand. Exactly. Um, a scary thing I've been watching, we've been watching Castle Rock. Again, my scary thing that happened to me was passively watching a TV show made by other people. But, um. (laughs) Hey, that still counts. It's good. Because Castle Rock is on Hulu. Hulu. Um, and it is all of the Stephen King guys. It's the Van Helsing of the Stephen King world. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so I've been scared pretty bad by that. And um, 
but it's good. It's good scary. I think it's really well done storytelling wise. Um, it kind of reminds me of Succession weirdly. It does. Like it has a character who changes everyone else when they walk into a room, mm-hmm. which is just so interesting to see. It like it makes the rules of the world really clear. Um, yes. And just like to show. I just think status is really interesting in um, in like storytelling. And I think it's really interesting when a status shift happens. Um, <laughs> I just think that's like really simple and like interesting. It's also fun because it's a mat like the first season is a mashup of so it's um, Shawshank Redemption and The Shining, right? Like those are the two kind of mythologies overlapping. I guess so. Yeah. And then there's like, yeah. And then, not, well, yeah. And then it's Sissy Spacek, who was Carrie and Carrie. Yeah. And Bill Skarsgård, who was Pennywise yes. in it. And it's like, it's all, it feels very good to have those like meshing of multiple worlds. That's good to know that that is the the ball field. Cause I, I kind of, I know a little bit about Stephen King stuff, like in general. Mm-hmm. There's also a little bit of Pet Cemetery, weirdly. Yeah, there is. That's true. Just a little bit. And I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be everybody all the time. But then yeah. the second season is Misery and, and Salem's something. Lot. Ooh, those, are the, those are the sort of overlaps there. Yeah, it's it's really well done. It also is like it. It's a series that you can tell was written by a combination of Stephen King fans and also people who are not necessarily Stephen King fans, which I think is yes. important to do when you're when you're doing like a pastiche of someone else's work. That's true. If you're going to do a pastiche, you actually do have to um, know a little bit and then know a lot. <laughs> it's true. Um, and then uh, Andre Holland is just unbelievable. Oh, my God. Andre Holland is so good. He's uh, just a good actor. He went to FSU and then he got an MFA from NYU. Did he? Re- so I didn't know that he started at FSU. That's so funny. Yeah. Which is, is that where Chris went? Uh, no, Chris went to U Miami, but uh, but it. like half my friends went to FSU. Yeah, and yeah. Andrew's from Florida, and that's the scary thing that happened to me this week. <laughs> that is a scary thing that happened to my life. Um, that's true. Wow. Yeah. Highly. I'm. I hope there's. I'm assuming there must be a new season of Castle Rock coming out because it it did very well, if I recall correctly. We'll never know. One will Those never know. Damn little streamers. They're so secretive. <laughs> They won't tell us one thing. Oh, and that's Ladybird telling us that it's time to to head on out. Head down out. Oh, Anna, just this one was so fun as always, but so I loved fun. having a funny story. Me too. Thank you Kevin and thank you so much to Jesse for the the, the two wonderful stories in the drawing. Yes, yeah, so generous. Um and considering that none of you did anything for us this week, we are going to have to ask you to get out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.